have the existential crisis uh you know like once a day but yeah i mean we just we're finding stuff to occupy ourselves with i'm never yeah, bored just, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm always like oh that's kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> like, hey what you guys watching that's pretty cool yeah huh? cool okay that's yeah. kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's so much to uh just occupy my mind with that i I haven't been bored at all. And then anxiety kicks in too when you're, uh, yeah, I don't know, when you're just when, sitting there. When, you just, when there's a chillathon yeah. going on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, yeah, I can't even, I can't describe just how many YouTube videos I'm just watching at night. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> just with nothing else to do, just just watching YouTube videos. And I, I'm never mm. bored. I'm, there's always like, you know, 30 tabs open of all these videos that I'm watching. I, I don't know how people can say they're bored. Yeah, I just I don't get that. There's so many things like to do at home nowadays. Yeah, it's like overwhelming almost. Yeah, well, we live in a studio too. It's not like we live lavishly, and I've still yeah. And you're just sitting in the same place all day, looking <laughs> yeah. at a screen, going like, "That shit's crazy." Wow. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> Yeah, just watching like people play video games on Twitch, and it's like, yeah, I, I could do this for a couple hours. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what 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 game are they playing on Twitch? Oh, you know what I actually was watching the other day was um, Age of Empires. Oh, and have we talked about that game? I could have sworn back in high school uh, we used to talk about Age of Empires, which I haven't I played it like, since. Like as a kid, I was like really into that game. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't played that since I was I like don't know, no like joke. Eight it was one nine. of my favorite childhood games. Oh, so like, yeah, dude, I would watch that back too. In the day. Yeah, no, you sh- there's actually been a lot of people on Twitch playing uh, Age of Empires. Um, so I've been. I wish uh, I had that game. Yeah, right. That's that's what I've been a, thinking too. I don't have a PC. Well, on uh, if you get Steam for your Mac, and if you have, an, I guess, a newer Mac, you can play some games on there. I don't know about Age of Empires, but I yeah. I actually just, uh, I also bought two games on Steam for my Mac because uh, there was a May the 4th sale on these two Star Wars RPGs that are like really popular but really nerdy have you heard of knights of the old republic uh yeah kotor sure i have yeah i got those because those are on sale for like three bucks each on steam and yeah that's been uh occupying a lot of my time too and it's, what was the other one there it's knights of the republic uh one and two. Oh, okay so i don't i never series. played them but i always knew they were around yeah i never played them either actually i'd, I'd seen other people play them and i thought okay there's nothing else to do they're three dollars now's the time to get into them yeah and they're they're really nerdy but uh really time consuming so <laughs> it works well, and out and how old are they from what system so they came out they came out for pc and xbox the first xbox the first xbox yeah i kind of vaguely mm-hmm. remember this game so i think it would have been probably like 2004 or 5 maybe 
Huh. Um, but yeah. yeah, Star Wars games. Like as a kid, I probably owned like five, like on PS2 alone. Oh yeah, like Battlefront and, just, and beat them all. Yeah, like Battlefront. I have mm-hmm. this like the the bounty hunter game. Yep, yep. Um, I had like a one that was entirely ships. Oh, was that like an X-wing, uh, like space battles like, or something? Yeah yeah, 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 like Rogue One or something like Rogue that. Squadron. That's, that's yeah, 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 Rogue Squadron, and uh, <laughs> I had like one that was called Clone Wars, and it was entirely, oh, I I had that. it was entirely speeders. Whoa! It's all it was was like, like speeders that you would see in like, say, a battle on Revenge of the Sith, like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like the Wookiee battle, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> you're you're, yeah. you're nerdy enough to know which battle I'm talking about. <laughs> what are you talking speed- about? Yeah. And what speeders I'm referencing? Like I have no using, idea. Yeah. You're using speeders <laughs> like that the whole time, and uh, the ones that go through the water, and you're like shooting at other speeders, and you get crazy battles. It was it was actually an insane game. Wow, I don't think <laughs> I've heard of that one. Yeah, you'd like oh. drift on your speeders sideways and shoot at other speeders. And, <laughs> It'd be, it was nuts and you could own like your own like army of speeders that you like pick up from different jack points to help you yeah it was, it was great great time yeah i've Missed definitely that. i've definitely been uh i don't know wanting to play more old video games lately too yeah 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 it reminds me of, i also have the the pod racing game for n64 oh which i'm after this conversation, I'll probably bust out the next the next day or two. Yeah, I remember. I remember that game. That game oh, yeah. was fun. Now, yeah, now that's pod racing. So simple. Yeah, oh yeah, I spent hours on that back in the day, though. So I'll have to bust that out. Well, yeah, I've also been watching movies, and uh, yeah, I actually i i picked it up a bit this week. I, I started watching some more movies, rewatched some uh, some classics from the yeah. late 90s early 2000s um and then yeah we watched a couple crossovers too uh yeah who wants to start we can do maybe an individual one first sure sure yeah compared to my last month this was a like my f- the first two weeks of this month is like the first week of my last month <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i've had a slow couple of weeks and now i've now i've picked it back up yeah i just needed that just needed that little hiatus and so then i looked at the criterion collection and i was looking at what's leaving because i was like why not i'll check it out and i now i feel like trapped into like diving into the criterion collection in the last two weeks because i saw what was leaving and there's so much just so much that i want to see and i don't like how it makes me feel like <laughs> that I should only be watching that and that it's not going to come back and that like, it's the only thing worth watching because there's so much to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't feel very, uh, I don't feel very in control of my criteria and uh, <laughs> watching. I feel like that's always drawing me. Oh yeah. I mean, I haven't looked at the Criterion channel since uh, we did our episode just because I knew there was going to be stuff that was going to stress me out because I was going to want to see it before <laughs> I it looked left. at what's new and I mm-hmm. saw that and I was like, oh, there's like a few things I genuinely really want to watch. And so I was like, all right, add that and I'll do that sometime this month. But now then there's all this other stuff I just saw. 
and all I've looked at it, I've probably looked at it twice, <laughs> and it just makes you like get so ambitious with your watching. You're just like, yeah. I'm gonna watch all this shit. Uh, yeah, and then I you... need to see every Sydney Lumet movie that is on here. <laughs> I was before. I was just looking at the list, and I saw two Sydney Lumet yeah. movies. Like all Ooh. these Sydney Lumet movies, and like, um, Piero Pasolini movies. Like that, I've wanted to watch this whole time, but I haven't gotten to it. Now they're leaving, and there's there's others as well that I forget. Yeah, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. To, I feel like you just got so, you got to let go in a way, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how you were saying, I don't. Uh, well, I didn't get a chance to see what's up, Doc. It's all right. Yeah. You know, I've tried to. I've tried to. I just go along with my mindset of watch whatever I'm in the mood for right then. Rather than trying to force myself to watch uh, like a movie that's leaving Criterion, even though I may not want to watch a movie like at that current point in time. Yeah. So yeah, rather th- rather than just putting all this unwarranted stress on my shoulders of <laughs> watching these movies before they leave, you know, I just gotta yeah. let myself relax. <laughs> yeah. Really, I've, I mean, I've been working hard, so yeah, I gotta be nicer to myself. The movie pressures and. The West Coast Bay Area are oh, yeah, off the charts. so tough for us West Coast elites out here. That's what you took for the move. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about a couple of the movies that um, that I've seen in the past week, though, which... <laughs> yeah. Both my suggestions. Yeah. I, they, both ed- they, both, they both ended really uh, interestingly. I'm excited to talk about the uh, the overlaps we have, um, even though I didn't enjoy them, uh, not even really a little bit. But I'm <laughs> still excited to talk about them because I do like watching movies that I don't like just to talk about what I don't like about them. Yeah, um, and it's healthy. It's good for the movie soul. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's uh, cleansing your pl- your palate. All right, so I can start off with a film. Yep. Um, and it's the only Criterion Collection movie I've watched this month. Mm. Uh, and it's under it's on under the uh, Safdie Brothers uh, Adventures in Movie going, mm. and I've actually wanted to see it for a while. It's uh, Gloria, a John Cassavetes film from 1980, uh, starring Jenna Rollins and. Uh, and uh john adams as this kid uh it's kind of a Hmm. different it's a different film for a john cassavetes movie um because it's kind of uh it's kind of reminiscent of like a clint eastwood like dirty harry movie or even like grand torino it's like really um more of an action hero movie uh, where Jenna Rollins is kind of, he, she kind of, uh, she ends up taking care of this Puerto Rican kid in New York who gets, whose family gets just murdered off by gangsters in like the first scene of the movie. Uh, and then it ends up being just their dynamic, their dynamic and her like need to protect him against these mobsters. And they're kind of just, it just, it's kind of a, a long uh a long uh 
a long bunch of scenes of them just going through New York, uh, they like in various spots. It's like a really well shot, like in New York, uh, in 1980, uh, movie. And yeah, it's, it's like, it's not like any other, uh, Cassavetes movie, uh, that I've seen. It's just, it's, it's almost made more for like a populist audience, which is something he always, uh, never wanted to do. And, uh, yeah, I just really liked the change of pace and, uh, uh, Jenna Rollins is uh, not like anything else. She's like kind of a <laughs> badass in this movie. She's never trying to really play a badass, I'd say. Uh, maybe in some ways, but this is full-on badass. Like she literally takes out a pistol and is shooting at mobsters on the street. <laughs> it, it's pretty awesome. And uh, uh, yeah, just overall really, really liked it. And uh, I, nice. I never dislike a Cassavetes movie. I, I saw you watch this and then I... Um saw that it was on criterion channel so i added it to my list but it sounds cool yeah and i think so. like the best like comparison for is for you is like dirty harry mm-hmm. uh with like jenna rollins well okay then but i there's like a, definitely interested but there's like watch. a deeper <laughs> almost like a deeper emotional kind of like character study thing going on mm-hmm. cool gloria that's uh it doesn't have anything to do with gloria bell right just keep thinking of that song. Yeah, that yeah, because you've, you've seen Gloria Bell, right? I haven't seen Gloria Bell. Oh, but you've seen the trailer, so you know enough to be like know about Gloria, it. Though, yeah. Gloria, yeah. and the, I know that yeah, song. Yeah, the movie leaves Classic. you the same feeling as the trailer. Yeah, it just ends. <laughs> Gloria, Gloria. <laughs> oh, nice. But yeah, both good movies. John Cassavetes, nice. I remember. Uh, at the Denver Film Festival, Jason Reitman was awarded the John Cassavetes Award. And when I was sitting in the theater then, I was like, man, I got to watch more John Cassavetes. And that was like three years ago, two years ago. So, yeah, I still have to catch up on that. So that's a good reminder. Yeah, got to pick it up in that regard, (laughs) on that goal you had. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Long-term goals. Uh, Okay, well, I will get into... So, besides the two crossovers we had, I watched two 2020 movies. Um, and they turned out to be, it's kind of sad, but my two favorite movies of the year so far. Uh, just oh, cause wow. Both the ones you watched? Yeah. Just because there's really oh. not not that yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, wait. I Yeah. Yeah, of course. I got yeah. confused. I thought you were saying 2019. I'm like, wait, all of a sudden you oh, watched no, no, two no. that were more <laughs> yeah. than your favorite yeah, they're way better than Parasite, way better than year. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Onward, the the Pixar movie, was in my number one slot for 2020 uh, up until these two. And, uh, yeah, I'll go, okay, the first one I'll talk about is uh, called Color Out of Space, which is a Nick Cage movie. Mm. Uh, Letterboxd, it says 2019. It's one of those that started out in festivals in 2019 and then was slated for a wide release uh in 2020 and uh yeah it is the weird nick cage movie of the year the weird nick cage movie of the year i feel like he did like 50 movies just last year um and this one if you've seen mandy it'll probably remind you a lot of that just because of uh, just the styling of it, all the 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 colors. It's obvious. It's called Color Out of Space. Is um, it the same director? I, did I miss you say that? Um, I don't think so. It's just like another arts artsy director with a 
yeah i think it was colorful style i think it was produced by the same people who produced mandy though because then they got um nick cage to to, he signed on for like three movies or something, and this and what, Mandy were think two of, of them. Think of Mandy. I don't know if we ever talked about that. I I liked it, but uh, it's also not something that I probably watch again. Yeah. I I liked it because it was different. It was kind of like Mad Max meets John Wick in a way. Yeah, I thought um, it had some awesome scenes, but overall, I just wasn't a fan. <laughs> it uh, <laughs> it was really like. Once uh once it really gets going, then I started to get into it. Uh but I thought it started a little slow. Yeah, it felt like I'd say that movie was like um the Joker of that year in a way for me, where like a lot of people I knew really just were over the moon about it. Mm-hmm. Um and then I, I saw it and I just like could not <laughs> agree on any of it. I was like, <laughs> damn, I just, overall I just hate this movie. Oh wow. Yeah, no, I didn't hate it. I I liked it. Um, it was actually a coworker of mine let me borrow her Blu-ray of it, and she said that her and her boyfriend watched it like two times back to back in one night. And That's after insane. seeing it, I I could not do that. I I don't think I would watch it again, you know. Now, yeah. Um, but I yeah I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was kind of uh, just weird and and a little unique. Yeah. Um, but I would say I liked Color Out of Space more. Um, and color out of space is a is a love hp lovecraft um story which i'm definitely interested in it has a lot of those like spooky weird lovecraftian uh elements of it um and i guess basically it's this family lives on this um farm this alpaca farm nick cage is the dad and this um like meteorite crash lands onto earth right outside their their farm and then all this crazy shit starts happening. There's these like magenta colors that just like take over the, all like the air and the atmosphere and, and all these weird creatures come out of it and they like mutate the alpaca they have. Um, and I, what, I guess what I would say about Colorado space is that I had a, I had a lot of fun watching it, but do I think it's uh, like a really great movie? not necessarily but it's i thought i thought it was really fun because nick cage is just amazing uh, in this movie he is he is very nick cagey in this he is so weird that it it just makes the movie um because there's a lot of it that i just i didn't really i didn't really get i guess but i i just went in the mindset of just wanting to enjoy it for what it is um and it it is just wacky and weird and nick cage starts out as like this really loving father uh you know he's like he's like singing songs to the kids he's like guess what time it is time to do the dishes and he's like trying to get them to do their chores and stuff and yeah then this meteorite crash lands on earth and he <laughs> after, after the one thing that's happened is time to do the dishes <laughs> yeah, yeah that's all i can remember it's from before incident. from before the crazy shit starts happening and then all of a sudden nick cage is so weird he's honestly like so bad that he's amazing he he starts doing i swear like his his character changes once this happens everybody starts to act weirder uh and it's it's very it's it's scary it's a horror movie 
for sure and um i saw it was described as a cosmic horror movie which is a really good descriptor of it but he starts doing like a donald trump impression as nick he's like you gotta go feed the alpaca okay what are we doing you guys you guys these are good people we gotta go feed the alpaca like he he starts talking so weird and does these just weird weird voices he's (laughs) his kids are like but dad mom is like really sick she's so something's off with her we gotta help mom and he's like why didn't you get out of my face kid like he says something just like that and it's so weird and i it's but it's so much fun and so it's so nick cage yeah he's just nick cage creates bizarre moments like no other actor yeah i don't think anyone else could uh could play the role that nick cage plays in this and for me to like it i I don't think i would have liked it nearly as much if it wasn't uh nick cage in this uh and uh, there aren't too many i don't think there's really any big name people oh my god tommy chong is in it uh Mm -hmm. yeah tommy chong is in it and he's this weird like you know like psychic hippie kind of guy and uh uh, they they're like trying to investigate like what's going on and nick cage tells him not to go talk to tommy chong because uh he calls him special like basically he acts like he has mental problems or whatever and his character he's essentially tommy chong he's just a, a stoner old hippie guy living in some shack in the middle of the woods but like nick cage is like no he's like special he's like mentally challenged he's an idiot don't go by him um but uh yeah it is it is a very weird movie but uh really enjoyable and i I'd, I'd honestly say a lot of the acting isn't good pretty bad but yeah. uh <laughs> but nick cage is so bad that it makes it uh, a good time so all right Colorado Space. It's my favorite movie of the uh, of the year so far. Nice. That's the um, uh, first of two, right? First of two. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's move on to one yeah. of our uh, <laughs> overlaps. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. Do you want to talk about uh, Failure to Launch first? Yeah, I would love to talk about Failure to Launch because I just right. watched it, and because I just had. Whew, one of the most b- bizarre movie experiences ever. Wow, yeah. I uh, I did not expect to see Terry Bradshaw's uh, bare ass in this yeah. movie, but that's oh, the yeah, thing that I saw. Yeah. That's one of the weird scenes for <laughs> sure. Yeah, he just goes in there and he's playing uh, nothing but a G thing from The Chronic. And yeah, his father's just naked uh, feeding fish in his bed. Yeah. Definitely supposed to be a, a big uh, comedic moment. And I was just like, I can't believe that happened. And yeah, <laughs> I I know Terry Bradshaw is like a, you know, even a goofy guy with like the NFL stuff. But uh, I don't know why he did that. Yeah, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Ditka why? didn't do it in uh, Kicking, Kicking and, and Screaming. screaming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which I enjoyed Kicking and Screaming far more than I enjoyed uh, Failure to Launch, I'd say. But that's besides the point. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what did you what did you think of, of Failure to Launch? I mean, I thought it was like really stupid, but mm-hmm. I also like had a really fun time. Yeah, like it's... I th- I thought uh, 
Yeah, I just thought the, like, ridiculousness that it oozed with, like, Matthew McConaughey just riding boats and, like, drinking and, like, speaking kind of like an idiot and Bradley Cooper being like, let's go play paintball and, you know, <laughs> we're going hiking. And then the fact that there's, like, four animal attacks in it yeah. for no reason at all. Um, and And I pretty much, like... I liked everyone in the cast except for uh, Doug from The Hangover. Yeah, I like, every time he was on screen, I hated him. I just like really hated him. I um, I haven't really liked uh, Justin Bartha, aka Doug, in a lot of things. I don't know why he gets that role. Like, why is he the weird, uh, the the loser role? Like, I don't know yeah. who thinks he's really meant for that. He's like that in uh, National Treasure too. He's oh, like the he? he's like the the geeky guy okay. that haven't everyone, seen that one in a while. Everyone makes fun of. Uh, the the probably the worst movie that he's in is Geely though the uh, Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck movie. He's like oh Gigi, Geely the oh, it's Geely yeah it's it doesn't it doesn't matter though it's it's horrible but he's like. Ben Affleck's mentally challenged brother, and it's the most uncomfortable character, uh, one of the most uncomfortable characters I've ever seen. But yeah, he's just this dumb loser nerdy guy, and yeah. Bradley Cooper is this uh, just kind of pathetic, uh, pathetic loser that's just kind of an asshole too. He's just kind and, of an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's like a it's. The first of two Bradley Cooper, Justin Bartha movies, you know, right before The Hangover, mm-hmm. uh, which changed their careers. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, when it was like 10 minutes in and I, I'm seeing McConaughey on this boat just like drinking with Sarah Jessica Parker. And I just realized I'm like, this character is like the biggest piece of shit of like any movie character i've ever <laughs> yeah. seen like this guy is unreal his life like i don't know what I, I was like what world am i in right now like what is this i was wondering that physically too what world are we in because i thought that they were in like philadelphia like compared, something at one point and compared to like the <laughs> midwest like where i where we're from like uh a very down-to-earth area where people live very normal lives uh yeah, suburbs of Chicago. This place is like just some weird place in California where there are not the same rules and social conventions, and no, li- people don't really live real lives there at all. It it wasn't Planet Earth. Yeah, I don't know where it was, but I also I also think it's funny that just the whole premise of it is that uh, all these women. Well, first of all, like he's Matthew McConaughey. And the, the women love him until they find out that he lives with his parents. Right. Like that is, that is the one deal breaker. Nowadays, uh, you know, it's, if this movie were made today, it'd be about some millennial who lives with his parents because, uh, you know, it'd be a, a drama because the, the wages have flatlined and stayed the same, but the cost of living goes up, you know, nowadays it's like a normal thing for 30 somethings to, to still live at home. Uh, so it wouldn't yeah, be some fun just, rom-com. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they don't they don't like do anything with it like for him, you know? He's just kind of like a cool straight guy the whole time. Like the whole time it's uh it's it ends up being 
all the drama through Sarah Jessica Parker where she's like or she's like wow he's actually like a really good guy (laughs) she's making me he's making me rethink my whole everything you know and there's one scene where she says that exact thing where she's like wow she's made he's making me realize i have all these problems it's kind of it's just kind of dumb like it's not supposed to be uh in that direction it's supposed to be uh that he's learning a lot of things through her and that she has actually control over it uh and that's like what's supposed to make a a right a traditional movie is that there's some drama for him but there's not at all he's just like always like in control he's even about to break up with her at one point and she's like what i can't let this happen yeah <laughs> so then they have sex in uh like his bedroom and he's like they totally can hear this <laughs> yeah yeah and the thing is too so her job is just to manipulate men into getting them out of their parents' house. Yeah, yeah. So she does that, and her friend, Zoe De Chanel, is, like, totally fine with all of this. And then all of a sudden, when she starts to have feelings for Matthew McConaughey, then Zoe De Chanel is like, You're always ju- you've always just been a liar. You don't know anything. You do this pathetic job where you just lie to people all the time. And it's like, oh, 20 minutes ago, you were all, all A-OK with with her career doing this where did this where did this come from yeah and then he is the one who's like uh once he finds out he's trying to you know manipulate the situation back to where he's in control and then yeah but then it's like why like why why does she care about this much about him first of all i mean they have zero chemistry between them matthew mcconaughey and sarah jessica parker i i don't know i don't They're know about you just I, like i don't think anyone really has chemistry i think everyone's just like doing their thing mm-hmm. and the camera's just cutting between them like i don't think anyone's really interacting it's all just no. doing their yeah. own like comedic version <laughs> and it's like <laughs> and it's like back and forth back and forth and you're just like what <laughs> yeah and even when uh when matthew mcconaughey's best friends find out that she's doing that for you know her job like she's not genuinely just dating him they are at first like a little insulted but then they're just like hey you know it it happens you know this happens Mm -hmm. this is like a normal thing i don't care about any of them they're all terrible people really matthew mcconaughey should should move out of his parents house because they're sadistic that they're hiring someone yeah. to fake and date their he's son he's a boat broker for heaven's sakes yeah in a boat town he's gotta be killing it yeah right and he's always just going around drinking <laughs> that's all he does he just goes from place to place drinking yeah and going like how's it going for you all right <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right yeah and then and he uh also has the ability to like communicate with dolphins apparently yeah which they yeah. just throw in there yeah what a what a weird weird movie i thought it was fitting at the end how when he's like apologizing to her all taped up and then he makes uh they make up and everything it's like shown from uh, browsed across the web at a sports bar on like yeah. a jumbo screen and everyone in the bar is like oh it's like this would be a thing in a sports bar they go like if you think about this movie goes to every like place that a like a man can do like a hue that an adult can do they go to a baseball game 
They mm. go on boats. They go to the beach. They go rock climbing. They go paintballing. They go yeah. to a sports bar. It is like the basic adult activities. Like all, they cover them all. Like yeah, they literally talked about rock climbing once. I'm like, oh, please give me some rock climbing right now. <laughs> and they, I, and I they think like they make... do something that I've missed too. I think they do. No, they yeah, definitely. He does another thing with the guys. They're. When they have, yeah, they have their guys moment. They go surfing, and there's like, yeah, there's no yeah, waves. They go They're surfing, just sitting there, and then he meets her at like a chair store, and she's like, she's like, I love yeah. coming here. Yeah, I just sit here all day. Yeah, yeah, I just love it here. He's like, all right, let me check, let me check it out. It's just like no one's ever like has any responsibilities of any sort. <laughs> They're yeah. just all chilling at different places. Yeah, and Matthew McConaughey is it's really hard for him to pull off, you know, someone who's not just like actually really cool uh and and, and just like a ladies man. Mm-hmm. Which here there's like really like nerdy things about him, but I I just I can't believe that uh you know, they fall in love at the end and that they're going sailing on this boat and they're madly in love when like the whole everything was very like calculated like okay sarah jessica parker will go to the baseball game she'll go paintballing with them and these will make them fall in love because she shows interest in activities that he likes when really i mean do do guys really want their girlfriends to tag along with them when they when they're going paintballing with their buddies like i don't think i don't think that's something that like criteria for for these guys to like fall in love it's just all these like just like checking the boxes of like what Sarah Jessica Parker does with the the typical guy, and then they fall in love. It's uh, yeah, a very very strange movie. But uh, I actually looked at it. It it did pretty well at the box office back in like two thousand six. <laughs> I can see it. It's yeah. like it's really entertaining. Like I feel like a lot of just women saw it and were like it was one of their favorites of that year. Hmm. I I definitely remember seeing trailers for it a ton uh back in the day so yeah it's one of those that you'll clearly because of the cast you'll get uh you'll get a big audience and i feel like there are so many movies so many rom-coms like that between like Mm -hmm. 2000 and 2010 oh yeah i'm trying to knock them down see as many as i can oh yeah while i can but bradley cooper was in a lot of them too i feel like yeah for sure that was that was his early 2000s yeah, that's that's failure to launch. Failure to launch. Uh, all right, yeah. Do you want to go into one of your one of yours yeah. then? My next movie is uh, a 2019 movie with Will Smith and Will Smith. Ah, it's Gemini yes. Man with <laughs> Ang Lee. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw this. I have not. Yeah, I really liked it actually. Um and I heard a lot of negative things about it. It honestly uh just based on on the trailer alone, it didn't look like it would be that good. But uh I know Ang Lee's a good director and I, everyone loves Will Smith, so Yeah, like this movie is I think a lot of people don't like it cuz uh, the plot is a little silly, like all the like the cloning of Will Smith, and uh, it is really like silly. Um, 
and doesn't totally make sense. Um, but Clive Owen is the villain, and every mm-hmm. scene where he's explaining the plot is kind of good. Um, also, there's a scene at the end where uh, Will Smith's talking to his clone, his younger self, essentially, and they just do so many uh, lines, like jokes about how they're each, like, that's his, that's him, you know, his like, like he's like his younger self is going to college and Will Smith is like, oh, you, uh, you know, you better do better than me. All I'm saying is I'm you or something's like, so since I'm you, I gotta be trying to make this mistakes that you didn't make. And just like, they just keep making say that. like, there's even more to the direct ones than the ones I'm recalling, but uh yeah you you get the point it's just (laughs) they end it in the goofiest note um but uh, definitely i think the um the the next thing to mention would be that this movie was actually it's it's well known for being like shot on uh 120 uh frames per second which apparently Mm. is really just revolutionary for filmmaking i i wouldn't know and so that was like that's like a key thing when going to this movie where i was like okay i should uh you know keep out keep an eye out for the frame rate uh and (laughs) for a lot a lot of times because since i am not as like uh good with noticing visual like slight visual differences and things like that I, i i couldn't tell but i could tell with like really wide shots and establishing shots and i could Mm -hmm. tell in every fight scene every action scene it pays off like incredibly which is like overall Hmm. why i liked this movie uh, a lot is because there's three very long very epic action scenes in you know between all the story and they are so good and worth it and they're so they i've I can't say I've seen anything that looks quite like as smooth as these action scenes do. Dang, that actually that gets me in- really interested in watching it. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen anything 120 like the, like frames per a, second. There's a motorcycle uh, chase scene that is so awesome. Like, there's a chance it rivals. Uh, I could be wrong on rethinking this later, but there's a chance it rivals like the Mission Impossible motorcycle scene because it just looks really awesome. Yeah, the one for Fallout. That I may, I may take that back at a later time, (laughs) but I I, I, no takesies backsies. Right now, I'd put them head to head. Right now, I'd put them head to head for sure. Wow, not not above it, but I I would put them head to head. Oh, that's cool. So overall, it's just like it's just like a dope action movie. Um, with like a bunch of people in it that you like. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'd honestly see anything that Will Smith is in, uh, whether or not it's really a great movie. He's just, hey, he's just one of the most likable guys. Yeah, and I've seen um, him in that and Bad for- Boys for Life recently, and I feel like he had like a drought going for a while, but uh, so far, late, lately, so far for me, he seems to be, you know, thumbs up. Dang, that's sweet. Yeah, 120 frames per second. That's uh, yeah, that's insane. I f- I felt like uh, movies usually don't go over like 60 frames per second, but I could be wrong. Like the the standard. 
I was watching. I feel like I think a lot of movies go between frame rates. Like I was watching Mm -hmm. a Raging Bull commentary, and it's with Martin Scorsese and Thelma Schumacher, and they'll just say we shot this scene at like 100 frames per second, and I think they went really high for a movie like that is because you know in the scenes in Raging Bull in the ring are very like it's very slow-mo and just mm-hmm. very smooth to show like the movements and everything so i think that's why yeah, for that sense. but i think what's new about this is that i think they're shooting the entire thing on it like so yeah. they're just going okay, for wow. they're just going for visual just like brilliance and mm. I-, I will say every set piece that they chose is like meant to just look great it just feels epic dang well nice that's uh you piqued my interest in seeing gemini man now I, yeah definitely recommend it i had very little uh before now so yeah it's, cool. it's fun all right then uh, i'll go into the other 2020 film that i saw which uh it, it's close but i think it's my second favorite movie of the year so far um and i had, I had very low expectations for it but it's uh birds of prey yeah harley I saw quinn that you watched this yeah and uh yeah i liked it a lot more than i thought i would um just based on the fact that i hated suicide squad thought it was uh pretty terrible like everyone else did um but this movie really just strays away from suicide squad i felt like it wanted to just try and erase it from its own memory um Mm -hmm. and i think you realize you know the best parts of suicide squad were margot robbie um and she is really great as uh as harley quinn um actually another uh older video game that i've been going back to is uh the batman arkham games um, I don't know if you ever played those, like Arkham City. Arkham uh, no, but I know I know how crazy they were and immersive they were. Oh yeah, I, I some of my favorite games ever. I loved those. I wouldn't mind. Um, I wouldn't mind doing that as well. Maybe I'll look into that. Yeah, yeah, I recommend it. Arkham City is uh, is one of they my favorites. They looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the combat style is all really yeah really fun. It was it was revolutionary at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I mean the boss battles in in those games are amazing yeah, too. Yeah, looked really crazy, and it just looked all um, uh, they just looked really dark and mm-hmm. awesome and cool, like darker than, you know, anything that the movies have done. That's for sure. Yeah, they're they're really dark. I mean, Zack s- Snyder's back Batman was really dark, but maybe even on maybe <laughs> probably on that level, the Zack Snyder. Yeah, Batman. that that I would say in. Uh, dark in a different way they still have like the sort of cartoony feel yeah, comic to it, booky. but dark yeah yeah um it, 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 it's definitely batman, not as batman became like and superhero movies like to go off the your current uh, movie everything just became so dark yeah yeah and the new robert pattinson batman movie is supposed to be the the darkest batman movie ever i guess so how how much That's darker the can they get? That's the only way they convinced Robert Pattinson to do it is because he has yeah. to make the darkest movies of every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I'm gonna ex- be like the. It's gonna be like the Joker version of yes. the Batman. I bet. Yeah, I'm excited to see that because uh, I mean Robert Pattinson's been yeah uh, awesome hell, lately. Hell so yeah. he's a, he's the man. So 
Got it. High hopes for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, any, this uh, this movie kind of reminded me a little bit of those games. It's it's very like whimsical and uh, and comedic, where the games aren't really that way. But um, what really cemented it for me was the this final sort of fight scene between Harley Quinn and um, you know her crew uh, yeah, against these guys in this like fun house. Mm-hmm. like carnival area and it reminded me a lot of um of the arkham games where uh, when batman is fighting against uh the joker and his goons along with harley quinn and harley quinn in that in those games is a really great character and it and margot robbie i feel like is definitely like um playing that harley quinn so uh yeah i i, I thought it was uh, actually a lot of fun and it has a lot of those um I guess comic book effects, if you would call them, where they, um, or almost like Tarantino, where they have the the words on the screen pop up. You know, um, yeah. something will happen and it'll say it won't say like "kachow," um, <laughs> but, but something along those lines. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I thought the cast was was really great too. Uh, Rosie Perez is in it. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, Oh, a couple other people in, uh, I didn't know. She was in uh, Gemini Man. Oh, she's there like Will you go. Smith's uh, right hand woman. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, and she's they... great in Gemini Man. I was like, wow, I really like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> I just like thinking that. Yeah, really like her. Yeah, well, that she's I really solid. liked her in uh, in this. You'd probably cool. feel the same. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was just a good popcorn movie, uh, really, and it. Um, I think if I didn't have as low ex- of expectations, maybe I wouldn't have liked it as much. But uh, yeah, no, I, I thought it was I thought it was good, and I think a lot of the DC movies that have come out recently, when they're, as they're trying to like rival Marvel, have been just way too like dark and and heartless and, and like extravagant, like always trying yeah. to like, do so much. Yeah, definitely way too over the top, and I thought this one blended sort of the darkness and uh and i mean harley quinn and the joker they're they're comedic characters too um so i I thought it it captured that really well too and yeah yeah i I liked it a lot actually so uh i I recommend it um for anyone trying to catch more 2020 movies uh yeah nice yeah i gotta get to it so should we go to Jupiter ascending. Let's ascend. Let's do it. Ooh, man. Both both so, of our overlaps had to do with ascending or launching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Both space movies. Related. Yeah. Two great <laughs> space movies we watched. There's a failure to launch in 2020. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, like, both these movies, I say, are of similar quality in a way. But I like the differences that I like kind of enjoyed failure to launch and I did not enjoy like any part of Jupiter Ascendant, I would say. I I'd yeah. say it was rough, like a hundred percent of the time. I so I watched Failure to Launch before I watched Jupiter Ascending, and after watching Jupiter Ascending, I realized how much more I enjoyed fail- failure to oh, launch. Oh yeah, than failure to launch for me was like a big like <laughs> 
it was like an upkick after watching Jupiter Ascending yeah. last night because I just couldn't get into that. Honestly, as soon as I started uh, hearing Mila Kunis's narration in the beginning, I was like, "Ooh, I, I'm not into not into this right now. I'm not feeling it." <laughs> yeah, but well, it's a Chicago movie for yes. starters. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of goofy scenes of these guys on like Mila Kunis and Channing Tatum on uh, jet shoes. Are they like yeah. jet or rocket boots? Rocket, rocket boots, boots is the yeah. best term. And Rubber boots, rocket just boots. Yeah. Flying around the city in like kind of like a poor, just Aladdin poor style. Looking, yeah, Aladdin style uh, <laughs> or Big Lebowski style. Yes. Yeah, just kind of a poor looking uh, CGI effect of them always going around the Chicago buildings and having fights around them. Uh, and, and that's before they even this is like the first probably half before they go away to space and it becomes a space yeah. opera this was and, the longest two hour movie uh, yeah ever. it really yeah. was and eventually Mila Kunis learns she's like the queen of the world yeah of like earth well I also I gotta be honest I didn't understand half of it either or uh, no, or me who, neither. who I like, was what I kept up with the basics but mm-hmm and like yeah they kind of tell you like if like Mila Kunis is like no see they're gonna help us and he's like but you can't trust them and I'm like oh I guess they're bad <laughs> you know <laughs> and then Ed, I, I knew that I knew that like Eddie Redmayne is uh the main uh the main villain yeah I, I like, hated and him he, and he's like the weirdest like character yeah he he was like a cross between like Voldemort and Palpatine. Yeah, and, and this movie also it feels very uh, like it was trying to make another like Star Wars. Totally. Like yeah. Hunger Games, like Harry Potter franchisey thing that pe- like a world that people get into for uh, you know who knows how many movies and uh, there's just like new conflicts arise. Uh, for these characters but mm-hmm. i feel like that definitely won't wasn't gonna happen because the movie i'm no. sure tanked yeah i actually looked up um box office stuff on both of these and uh the budget i mean was in the hundreds of millions obviously and it made just about its budget i think they barely broke even um on this and it clearly yeah they clearly were trying to set up for a franchise yeah yeah to piggyback off of that feels uh so important yeah and it and it's really just just empty and and meaningless void of meaning it's like going through that basic formula of like the origin story like the start of the hero's journey it's Mm -hmm. like exactly what's going on with mila kunis it's just like it's being done so poorly with such an emphasis on like on just having way too many special effects all the time yeah and it just none of it looks good and all of it's kind of just sickening i had i at first was like okay this some of this kind of looks cool and uh, some of these effects are interesting and then i uh, yeah i felt like it just I was beaten over the beat head you over the head it's like all of it yeah yeah There's so much space stuff and then just all these 
At first, I don't think there were like these weird like alien creatures in it, and those came in like halfway. Or were they in the beginning too? I don't remember. Uh, there there's weird things in this all the time, like weird beans. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like that, like a mix of an animal thing that's like as big as a human, and they talk like shit like that. Yeah, it's like all yeah. over the place. And you're like, oh, I guess that's here. Hmm. <laughs> And there's at one point where this like android comes in to be like their helper, and I was like, ah, oh, here's like the C3PO R2D2 yeah, yeah. like comic yeah, relief. And everything's everything's android. just so ugly. It's just so ugly looking, yeah. and uh, Mila Kunis just like has no rapport with anyone in this movie. She's just acting like normal all the time, and <laughs> everything going on. Everyone else is so she's like kind of like a normal like almost comedic character and everyone else is like in this space opera so it, there's no synergy between her and everyone she's interacting with and it's just awkward and weird yeah and she gets like transported to that uh, i don't know that other planet or world or whatever and yeah they're like hello mother like mother we're so glad you're here yeah, yeah. she's like what well, i'm not your mom and then and then they're like <laughs> wait what happened to your mother and they're like she was murdered and she's like oh i'm sorry like it was just why like what are we doing here what are we doing right now yeah yeah and what is the point of any of this yeah and and shannon tatum's always like telling her exactly what's going on and and then he's always defending her by like he's all he dude he probably saves her from falling from death like three Mm. times and then he's always like fighting all these people flying all over the place with that shield thing he has yeah. he's always using that shield thing I, I, it was so lying around on rocket boots yeah I, I feel like he was supposed to be this cool like no and you could tell he's like he's going at those action scenes he's like yeah. you know? <laughs> and he's flying around on the rocket boots and just <laughs> just always killing people and i'm just like this is not that cool though it's just kind of it's kind of just like lame and nerdy super lame yeah Yeah. he looks like an idiot and i like Channing tatum in uh comedic roles i I think he's funny in the 21 jump street movies uh and everything this is yeah this is so weird and uh i i thought it was hilarious too in the beginning i i mean like I said, right away, I was I knew I was, was not going to like it. And then uh, in the beginning, Mila Kunis is like parents get their apartment broken into. And these guys are just like, where's the money? Where's the money? And and they, they like are like ransacking the place and they grab his tel- they grab the telescope. And he's like, no, not the telescope, not the telescope, not the telescope. <laughs> and I just started. I thought that was hilarious that it, like their whole apartment is getting ransacked. These guys are like demanding money and he takes the telescope and the guy freaks out because he's like we have to name our our child after jupiter the biggest planet oh yeah yeah <laughs> jupiter jones <laughs> yeah <laughs> the new hero like, like she will do great things or something <laughs> like that <laughs> God. yeah and then i feel like her family was supposed to be like this lovable you know earthly family uh to go along with all this crazy sci-fi stuff that's going on and they're just so stupid too so stupid and unfunny yeah yeah nothing really is go- is working for this yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's there's definitely jokes that they try to fit in there too that yeah. aren't remotely and, funny and they never like fit in it's like it's kind of similar to uh 
when jokes were tra- thrown into like Batman versus Superman, I just remember them feeling really out of place. Don't fit. Yeah, don't fit at all. Yeah, Mila Kunis would be like, oh, I go, okay, I guess that's what you do in this world. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and, and she's like, like I feel weird being called your majesty except for you. <laughs> Call me your majesty. And Che Tim's like, your majesty? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, and you get this tingle inside, and you don't know whether you're supposed to feel that way or not. (laughs) You're like, why'd you do this to me, Jupiter Ascendant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I I would have to say the the ending was also really lame. It's it's the goofiest thing. They just get on their rocket boots and start shooting themselves around Chicago. Yeah. Channing Tatum has these, like, wings behind him. Where he looks like, yeah, I don't. He looks like he's uh, a dancer at like a gay nightclub or something, uh, oh, standing yeah. on top of the he Sears has Tower. His wings. He has the wings. Yeah. They like embrace, and then he wraps his wings around her, and it's really weird. Yeah, <laughs> I it's felt so like weird. I felt yeah so weird by that. And then yeah, and then they just start flying around all lovey dovey. But uh, yeah, Channy Tatum just looks ridiculous there. And that was supposed yeah, to, I she, guess, set up for the like next one. She just kind of jumps off the Willis Tower and goes like, all right, here I go. She yeah. just starts going around all over the place. And then shows them just going up and down, like, between the Trump Tower and the Sears yep. Tower. Yeah, if you didn't know that this movie was in Chicago, they'll, they'll tell You'll, you. Yeah, they hammered in the yeah. in. Yet another thing that they beat you over. It the has, like every single like every single place they shoot in this movie in chicago like on the streets i'd like oh yeah that's that and that street downtown <laughs> it's like the most typical like we're just using this place for yeah. a set piece for the like big scenes for when you know she meets channing tatum and they're saying where she's from you know this just to, to establish anything you know it's cheaper yeah. than it's cheaper than to shoot in new york so we'll just yeah, do right. that you know and then we could just make a big cgi like world of it so that we can have them go on rocket boots on a green screen the whole time and <laughs> chicago will just look all crappy because of that yeah and they'll just show them flying by this year's tower to show how high up they're flying yeah i've seen like a yeah. decent amount of movies now where uh, they're using like bad CGI Chicago for these big action set pieces, um, and one was in um, Transformers. Yeah, two Transformers movies, like the one, yeah, the third one with Shia, and then the first one with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I think it's the first one, and maybe I think it is. Yeah, it has this ridiculous scene where him and his daughter are like right by the, the they're always by the Sears tower. They're, yeah. they're like hanging off like these railings by the Sears tower and try not to get like sucked into the ship. And it just <laughs> looks so ridiculous. It's just like, I can't believe this is a thing. Um, yeah. and it, it's, and it's just like supposed to be the biggest scale thing. That's, you know, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the, what was the movie with, the rock and the the ape what was that called again rampage rampage it, the final set piece is literally like a video game action sequence in chicago it's just <laughs> like the monkeys fighting all these army men god 
I felt like in Jupiter Ascending, this this year's tower looks way higher than it is in real life too. Yeah, like there, I, there's a chance. Yeah, there's. A I chance. felt like everything below was just I like because it's a CGI really series tower, so they probably put some effect on it to make it just seem like some sci-fi version of it. Yeah, like you're in Coruscant or something like that. Yeah, it looked like the skyscrapers like in Dubai or whatever. Yeah, Abu yeah. Dhabi. When you see those, it was. Uh, yeah, I was actually in. Uh, I was downtown Chicago when they were filming the. It was like like the last one with Shia LaBeouf, I think the last transformers mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was, yeah, we are all surrounded. All these people are surrounded about, uh, around the Chicago river. And that yeah. was like the huge CGI fight scene between these transformers, destroying all these Chicago buildings. Yeah. Getting thrown into them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of sad. Cause Chicago is like a really beautiful city, but it's like, it's, it's all it's uh skyscrapers where you know where it is i just see them in all these crappy movies like where the where the skyline is just used for these big stupid action scenes yeah exactly yeah i mean you gotta you gotta have giant buildings and uh and Chicago apes or them. robots yeah. crashing into them yeah yep. <laughs> oh, yeah well that's jupiter ascending i well, never want never, to see like, it again <laughs> I'll, I'll just like go back to it it's like the cgi for chicago and like how chicago's use it except for like um the dark knight movies i feel like where they're uh you know they're using they're actually are in the city it never feels mm-hmm. like you're in the city oh no not at all like ever yeah in these movies like jupiter ascending you did i did not feel like i was actually in chicago really no the only time it, re- it like reminded me of home was when uh, it was like in the beginning and they're driving out of the city, like towards the suburbs. And in the river mirror, you see like the Sears tower and the skyline, but just because, I mean, I'd done that You've done drive that, yeah. a bunch of times, but other than that, yeah, it's just CGI Sears tower yeah. flying around on your hover boots. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of movies are, uh, are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about Jupiter Ascending, but yeah, it was a it was a tough watch. <laughs> oh, it it really was. It really was. Yeah. Just a goo. It, it wasn't as goofy or as fun as I thought it would was gonna be. It was just kind of, just kind of the whole way through. I was like, ah, more of this. <laughs> it made me appreciate the Star Wars prequels more, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, uh, yeah. Do you have any uh, other individual ones? I and mean, that's that's pretty much it for me. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't got anything either. <laughs> it's a short week. Like yeah. I said. Yeah, that's that's it. I uh, I'll definitely need to watch something to to fall in love with movies again after watching jupiter ascending so that's oh, you, gonna be you, my next you task you will you will oh yeah it'll you be easily. easy tonight i'll do if it if you want to yeah. mind blow yourself watch like something crazy like the godfather on the waterfront yeah. or something like that and you'll just be like movies, movies. Yeah. Yeah. it's a yeah, movie exactly. show <laughs> everyone quiet down the movie's playing the movie's on <laughs> The pictures. <laughs> I'm sure that happens in your one bedroom all the time because, oh, yeah. you know, 
it's just you guys in there it's one room and you gotta watch your movies and you gotta sometimes you gotta shut shut people up around you all the ruckus makers you know who you share in the room with yeah that's dang dog that's causing a ruckus everybody gather around the couch <laughs> to watch on the waterfront yes. the movie is on <laughs> <laughs> Which we have we have been doing more watching more movies together, rewatching some classics. So yeah, the western the western has begun, Carly. <laughs> the western, a tale put of the great your, American put West. Put on your seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle in for Rio Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> We're heading west. In the city. <laughs> You're just yeah. staring, staring by the counter. Yeah, I just bring out my guitar and start singing along with with <laughs> Dean Martin. <laughs> That's a, that a normal day like a, here. That's how it sounds like a great time, actually. Yeah, yeah they're the, doing do all the, these the Disney sing-alongs Rio right Bravo now. Rio Bravo sing-along. Yeah, we, we we should do that. We'll do a live Rio Bravo sing-along uh, sometime <laughs> in the future. To uh, well, and there's to... only the one scene, so just be like, <laughs> "All right, uh, again, <laughs> everybody, get ready. I'll get I'll get the pitch pipe out, and we can tune before it comes." Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> 